Glory to His name. Glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to His name. Help yourself. I forgot to sing happy birthday to my wife, Tracy, whose birthday was yesterday. Yeah, I'll probably get a thumb on my head. I deserve it anyway. Maybe straighten me out. My brain has been scrambled all week long. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Continuing chronologically through the Bible in Proverbs chapter 22, verse number 6. Proverbs 22, verse number 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let's read that again. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I'm going to put a couple of statements on the screen. Please don't respond to them. I'm not interested in, in arguing, but I see this verse very differently than everybody else that I know of. I don't know of anybody who agrees with me on this verse. That being said, if you disagree, you're in the majority, and it's fine. Just ignore what I say, okay? However, I do have a responsibility to my God to share you, share with you what I see in Scripture, and then you do with it whatever it is that you want to do with it, up to and including ignoring it. That doesn't bother me at all. I talked to a lady this past week, and um, on her own, on her own, she said, you know, I used to go to church, but not anymore. And I could tell she was baiting me. She wanted me to jump on her. And I said, ma'am, I said, that's between you and God. She said, yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> My job as a teacher is to make sure people at least have the information. Now, once you have the information, what you do with this between you and God. So this information I'm about to show you. If the Lord doesn't show it to you, ignore it. I'm nobody. I'm, I'm really nobody. Proverbs is how things usually work, even among the unsaved. Proverbs is how things usually work, even among the unsaved. We've already established that several times. Proverbs are not promises. If Proverbs are promises, then they would always come true. They don't always come true. They are simple norms in life. If you do this, typically this will happen. Take it at face value. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Taken at face value, this proverb rarely works. Now, that should make you uncomfortable. It's made me uncomfortable my whole life. Taken at face value, it rarely works. I'm not going to ask you if you've had good experience with this or not, but at face value, this proverb seems to say that if your child strays, it's your fault. Train up a child the way she go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Therefore, if he departed from it, you didn't raise him right. Okay? I get that. That doesn't fly. But I have seen people, including myself, raised properly, 
that down the road did some very, very bad things. Ask any preacher if they raised their kid right and how they turned out. Any preacher. I was raised being known as the preacher's kid. I never actually understood what that meant. Okay, The preacher's kid is always the worst one of the church. Always. In every church, the preacher's kid's always the worst. Why is that? Is he not getting raised right? Ask any mother. I'm not going to ask you to say your experience, but has any mother ever watched their kid grow up and they didn't worry about them for some stupid thing they're doing? Every mother deals with this. God and Solomon, though, have been spot on up to this point with the Proverbs. Does this... Is this the only one that just typically doesn't work? That creates an issue. What does this teach? What does it teach? If it doesn't teach that if you do the right thing, your kid's going to do the right thing. If it doesn't teach if your kid's doing the wrong thing, you did the wrong thing. What does it teach? Why is it there and what does it teach? I think Paul tells us. I think Paul tells us. Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 6.4 where Ray read a few minutes ago. When, when we read through Ephesians chapter 6, it's like each verse is like a proverb. Everything changes really, really quick. And it's easy just to skip through it. But verse 4 in Ephesians 6 tells us some important things. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. At face value, he's simply repeating Proverbs 22.6. And I submit to you, he is, but he's not saying what we think Proverbs 22.6 says. I think that Paul is explaining what Proverbs 22.6 says. Not provoking, nurture, and admonition are the things that parents are commanded to do. In not provoking, nurturing, and admonishing, they are training up a child the way it should go. It requires listening as we teach. It requires it. Okay? Not provoking means I've got to know if I am provoking you, which means I have to listen to you. A lot of parents will not do that. You listen to me. Children should be seen and not heard. This is the right way. It's my way or the highway. That is not... That is provoking. Straight up, it is provoking. It's not nurturing. It's not admonishing. Not provoking, nurturing, and admonishing requires listening as we teach. It requires we change the way we teach based on the response of the child. It requires it. Most parents will not change the way they teach. The way I teach is the way that I teach. And it's his, his, his responsibility to learn. Guess what? He ain't gonna. He ain't gonna do it. The Hebrew in Proverbs 22.6 uses these exact words. Train, child, road, mouth, old, depart. Train, child, road, mouth, old, depart. Don't answer out loud. Where in the English version of Proverbs 22.6 is the English word for mouth? 
I submit to you that the King James Version left that word out. You say, oh, the King James is perfect. Where is the word for mouth in the English translation? There is no perfect translation. The original manuscripts are perfect and they are available for study. If something in Scripture doesn't add up, study it! Find out what it is that makes the verse impractical or undoable or, or a contradiction. That's the best way. If you find a contradiction, study the original language. It's all available to everybody on the Internet. Where is the English translation of the word mouth? I submit to you, mouth is he should go. Mouth is he should go. Again, I don't know if anybody agrees with me. Okay, I don't expect you to. But this is what I see, and when I get done, I'm going to feel fine that I told you about it. You do with it whatever you want. Train a child on the road he talks about. Train a child on the road he talks about, and when he is old, it won't depart. That's what I believe this verse teaches. I say, well, what's the difference? The difference is what he talks about. The difference is bring him up in the nurture and admonition. Provoke him not. We've got to listen in order for what we're teaching to remain. This statement always works. It always works. Train a child on the road he talks about, and when he is old, it won't depart. Some children learn by reading. I don't. I absolutely do not learn by reading. I never have. Study for a test? Book never helped me. Some children learn by doing. I don't. Okay? You take me out on a job site at any age, including today, and show me how to do it and say do it, I'll say, uh, uh, it's not going to work. But I've just showed you. Don't you have any common sense? It will not work. That's not how I learn. I learn from trying to avoid problems. Now, this is something that you've heard me say a million times as I teach. I learn from trying to avoid problems, especially with the Bible. When I teach, particularly a verse like this, I'm going to come at it from every single angle because I know somebody's going to say, what about this? I'm going to look stupid, and I don't like looking stupid. So the things that I work hard to avoid problems with, those are the things that do stick with me. I'm terrified of not being prepared to answer a question, so I make sure I get it. I always did well on tests. Always. If I knew what they were going to ask. Give me... A chapter on history, I'll fail it. You give me an outline on history, I'll memorize the outline and remember it the rest of my life. I still remember some of the stuff that I was taught in school because I knew it was going to be on the test and I made sure I knew the stuff. And the gas company works exactly the same way. As long as they tell me what the question's going to be, I'll never ever forget the answer. But you just give me a book and say, read this about gas, and now you got to go out and you got to pass this test, I'll fail it every time. And I've been doing it for 29 years. It's how I learn. Not everybody learns that way, but that's how I learn. 
That's why I love pop quizzes. I don't give them so much anymore because I, I found that it's not really productive in a mixed group as much as I like, to, like it to be. But pop quiz, Michelle will tell you, I do pop quiz all the time. Pop quiz, pop quiz. My guys at work, pop quiz, pop quiz. It works very well and it lets me know if they know this one particular thing. Or I could say, hey, here's the book, memorize it, and then just hope they did. It doesn't work. But isn't that training them up in the way a gas van should go? Do I actually want him to keep it? Do I actually want it to be there when he's old? I learned a little from just reading, but I remember almost all of my sermons. Why is that? I'm scared that one day somebody's going to ask me a question and I won't know the answer. So, Danny, that's stupid. That's how I learn. Okay? I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying I have discovered that this is how I learn. And if I do this when I'm trying to learn a subject, any subject, it will remain with me the rest of my life. Proverbs is way more understandable now. Why? Because I'm teaching it. Until this series, Proverbs, I could not remember any of them. And quite honestly, I didn't feel capable of remembering them. It's like, yeah, that's just way too complicated. That's Solomon. He's the wisest man. There. I can't measure up to that. So what's the point? Now, as I look at a proverb, I, have, I don't memorize the proverbs. There's, there's, too, there's too many that are similar. But I can look at a proverb that I've already taught, and I can tell you what I taught you about it. Almost every time I can. Not because I'm smart, but I train myself up in the way that I go. And it's stuck. Train of a child in the way he should go. Train of a child on the road he talks about. Listen to what the child talks about. I believe those all three things are exactly the same statement. If it's video <laughs> games, if it's video games, find a way to use it to teach them. This works every time. I don't care what the subject is. If the kid responds to video games, you find a video game that teaches, they will learn faster than you can possibly imagine. That's why so many parents are into these educational video games when they're two years old, three years old. Okay? The kid responds to it. However, you hand a book to the kid, let me do this. I want you to read it. Okay? The schools say, be sure and read this summer. You know why they say that? Because the kids ain't going to do it. They're just not. Does the school have to say, play video games this summer? No, because they're going to do it. So why not do the work to find a video game that teaches this? Well, I don't think there is one. You would be shocked. There are Christian video games. There are. We don't know about them because we don't look for them. We don't like video games. I hate video games. My grandchildren, they respond to video games. If it's outdoor stuff, find a way to use it to teach them. I heard about a man in school who was facing a deadline and he did not know the subject. He was with another man who knew it very well. And the other man said, I can teach you that entire subject in 12 hours. If you'll tell me one thing. 
what? What are you interested in? The answer was wrestling. Love wrestling. But what does that have to do with this subject? He said, Vince McMahon, you know who that is? Anybody that knows wrestling knows Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is this part of the subject. So whenever you see this thing of the subject, think of Vince McMahon. It's always going to work as though Vince McMahon. This thing over here is going to be Stephanie McMahon. Who's Stephanie? If you don't know wrestling, you'll never know, but a wrestling fan knows who Stephanie McMahon is. This is this, this is this, and this is this. Just remember who they relate to. And then think of wrestling as he got an A+. Didn't know the subject, but he understood how it related. Why? He trained him in the way that he goes. Not all children learn the same way. Schools are trying to adjust for those who don't do well from books. Schools are having a very difficult time with this because it takes so much one-on-one -on -one time. My grandson, uh, Malik, autistic. Certain things that he's taught, he will never forget. There's other things he's never going to get. What's the difference? Is he not trained one? He's trained? It's not at all. You pick how he learns, teach the subject in that manner, bringing him up in the nurture and admonition of whatever it is you're teaching, in Scripture's case, nurture and admonition of the Lord, but it could easily be nurture and admonition of wrestling because it works. God showed it to Solomon. God showed this to Solomon 1150 years ago. When I was in the second grade, I got pulled out of my class. Never forget it. Me and about three other kids pulled out. Said, get all your stuff, you're not coming back. Immediately I thought, I'm in trouble. I did something wrong. This is a true story. I did something wrong. They marched us three doors down into another room, and there was no desks in that room. I thought, this is weird. And I'm in the second grade. You know what they had in that room? They had bean bags. They had tires. They had all kind of just things that you would not expect to see at school. You know what they did? They played with us. For two years, I was in that class. You know what I was called? I'm not, I don't know how, but they called me gifted. I was in the gifted class. All it was was them thinking, this kid learns this way, so let's teach him this way. But again, it's very expensive because it requires one-on-one -on -one time. Who is better at giving one-on-one -on -one time than the parents? That's, I mean, that is one-on-one -on -one time if we will do it. But we don't want to do it. We want to say, you're going to do this. And we come back, and we're surprised they didn't do it. So we whoop them. The Bible says whoop your kid, right? Come back. He still hadn't done it, but now he's angry. Get it done, or I'm going to give you another one. 
eventually he'll get it done, but it won't be right. It'll just be enough to keep you from whooping him. Did you learn anything? No, you didn't learn anything. On the other hand, if I can figure out he's a germaphobe, which there are some kids who are germaphobes, all I got to do is convince him there's germs in that mess. He'll clean it up every time. Every time. It's just a matter of finding what clicks. And a lot of times it takes a lot of different tries to find out what clicks. Sometimes we got to go to God and say, God, please show me what is going to work. I'm telling you, you figured out it will. It will. Or we can just keep pretending that simply taking kids to church will prevent them from straying. Don't answer out loud. When does that ever work? When I started coming to this church, this church is full of kids. You know what every one of them did? Every one of them turned 18 and left. Left. Is it our fault? If you look at Proverbs 22, 6, it has to be our fault. Or we can see it as a challenge and say what we did did not work. Let's try something else. I'm not saying a different subject. I'm saying this will work in any subject. It's just a matter of spending time with the kid. Again, I don't know if anybody else believes this. Nobody. I don't care. I don't care. I'm interested in Bible that works. Bible that don't work tells me I need to study some more. Let's look at verse 7. The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Folks, this is why we stay out of debt. Right there. That's why we stay out of debt. It's not a matter of saying you're a bad person if you go into debt. It's not a matter of saying I don't want you to have nice stuff. It's a matter of saying you're going to be a servant if you borrow. Every time. Every time. But as long as I make the payments, I'm good, right? Heard that so many times. God will supply my needs. Heard that a lot. Why would God supply a need He warned us not to have? Well, He has to. He made a promise. Is it possible that He'll hang us out to dry to teach us a lesson? I submit to you, He did hang me out to dry. Taught me a good lesson years and years and years ago. My bank wants me to get a credit card so bad, I will not do it. They said, why? I said, I learned about credit cards and I don't want the temptation. I just don't want it. It's stuck. Why? I'm scared of getting in trouble. And that time, I did get in trouble. Occasionally, everyone falls on hard financial times. Occasionally, everyone does. This proverb tells us what happens then. When we get into debt, when we borrow, we are guaranteeing that for a certain period of time, I'm going to be able to pay you. We're assuming we will not fall on, hard, on finance at hard times. We're assuming God has to provide our needs. And I submit to you, God doesn't like that attitude. I don't think He likes it at all. <laughs> Particularly when churches do it. 
Churches are the worst. They will preach, do not, do not, do not, and they go into debt for millions of dollars. Why? Well, we need it. We've got so many people. We've got to put them somewhere. Put them outside. Where did Jesus put them? Put them outside. If God wants them there, if God has added them there, if they are one of us, they will remain with us even outside. By the way, there's a large church in Tampa that meets outside. Outside. So how in the world do they do that? They do it. I don't know how, but it's on TV. You can see it's, they meet outside every single time. Have you ever wondered why there are so many credit cards available? It's because there's so much money being made when people don't pay. If you get a credit card and pay it every single month, that credit card company makes zero. How do they stay in business? How do other companies come into play and compete and stay in business? They are expecting you to fail. And they want you to fail. What I'm going to tell you now actually happened this past week. I have my bank set up so that every transaction sends me an email. Even if it's one penny, it sends me an email. I got an email Monday morning saying that I made a purchase for $21 and a few cents in California. I had to wait till 9 o'clock, but I was itching, and I was there at 9 o'clock. I said, uh, I didn't make this purchase. They said, okay, we'll take it off. I said, how can you do that? I said, as much fraud as there is, you just take it off. Don't you send the FBI? But they said, we can't send the FBI after. It would cost way more to catch the people. And then once you catch them, somebody else sprouts up in their place. And there's so many that are overseas, we can't do nothing about that. So we just cut our losses. She said, this one branch, one, not, a, not, a, not a business, one branch of this bank refunded over a million dollars last year. One branch. Why am I telling you this? How's the bank making money? Charging interest on people that have loans. The borrower is servant to the lender and the lender is making so much money they can just throw money at the thieves. That's how much money comes into play when it comes to being a servant to the lender. It's so much easier just to be patient and say, when God gives me the money, then I'll buy it. If God hadn't given me the money, I won't buy it. Just simple as that. It takes a lot of discipline. Get sued. You'd be surprised what it would teach you. The rich ruleth over the poor. Not because they're rich. Because the poor put themselves in servitude. The borrower is servant to the lender. Not because he's a lender. Because the borrower put himself in servitude. Don't start in the first place. What if I'm already in debt? I've taught this over the years many, many, many times because... This and a few other subjects I'm very sensitive about. Please don't do what I did. Just don't do what I did. You don't do what I did ever. Don't do what I did. The reaction is always, what if I'm already in debt? 
This is most Americans. Straight up. It's most Americans. Christian, non-Christian, it's the same statistics on both sides. First, tithe. Tithe. Poor people, for whatever reason, think they don't have to. And I submit to you that's the biggest problem in finances today. It's the biggest problem in finances today. God curses those finances that don't get tithed on. That's in God's Word. He curses it. God blesses those finances that do get tithed on. It's in God's Word. It works every single time. It works so much that the TV preachers are becoming millionaires by saying, send me your money and watch God bless you, and God will do it a lot of the time. He will. Because He said He would. He made a promise. I submit to you, He figures a lot of that stuff out, though. And a lot of those guys get taken down. Watch them long enough. There's a couple I could call the name, and you would say, oh, yeah, I know about him. It's like, he used to be a millionaire. God took him out. Like, there's several I can give you their name. The rest of them will follow. Tithe first. Secondly, keep a detailed ledger listing every penny. This is the second most common problem with people who owe somebody else is they spend more than they get and they don't realize they're doing it. A lot of them, they just enjoy the feeling it is from buying the thing. My daughter's one of them. She buys it and turns around and sends it back all the time. It's like, how do those companies make any money? From credit. They don't care. Shipping's free both ways. She don't care. She just likes the feeling that it gives her, and they like the business. Keep a detailed ledger listing every penny. Three, every extra penny, but no more, goes to debt. This is the third most common problem that people that are in debt make, and that's the fact that they won't even try to put extra toward it. This won't. I didn't. The minimum payment is this. If I pay that, then I can buy a hamburger. Guess what I'm going to do? Next thing you know, the bill next month is higher than it was this month because I just made the minimum payment. Every extra penny, but no more. You don't pay, you don't rob Peter to pay Paul is what I'm saying here, okay? You don't give your gas money to the, to the credit card company or else the gas guy is going to come and shut you off because he don't care where you put the money. God gave you money, you're supposed to put it in the gas company. Every extra penny goes to debt. Eight hours of work or looking for work or education per day is number four. This, again, very, very common. I can't get a job. A lot of times, I'm not going to say it every time, but a lot of times it's because you don't start looking until 2 in the afternoon. That's a big problem. A lot of times it's because you don't try to get any kind of education to make yourself valuable. Oh, it's too late. I can't do that. I can tell you over and over and over and over and over people, adults, with children they have to watch for, and a job, went and got a college education as well. I could give you a list of names of people who do it. Why? They didn't want to be servant to the lender anymore. Five, phone for emergencies only. What? Homeless people have phones. There's something messed up with that. There's something messed up with that. They can go online, but they can't feed themselves. Something messed up about that. 
You know why that is? Because they'll shut the phone off if they don't pay that bill. But when it comes to food, I can get food at the corner. Six, sell anything of value. What? Take it to the pawn shop. They'll, they'll take it off your hands. They won't give you nothing for it, but at least you'll have something that you can put toward debt. Seven, food. Documented it's the cheapest available, even if on assistance. Well, I, I, I get free food from the government. There's no such thing as free anything from the government. It just doesn't happen. Even if I'm on assistance, document it's the cheapest available. Show God that you are respecting what he has supplied you with. You're not abusing it, and watch how God blesses that. Lastly, set your AC to 78 degrees and heat to 68 degrees. Um, a lot of people don't have to worry about this because they ain't got no enough power to run one or the other. I see these a lot as I'm reading meters. The front door's open, the back door's open. I can tell you right there they didn't pay the power bill. I'm not going to say they're bad people. But I'll bet you, I would bet money, they don't do at least half these things. At least half of them. He that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity. Iniquity here is injustice. That's important to remember because iniquity in other places means different things. But here, iniquity means injustice. He that soweth injustice, vanity is, empty, well, is emptiness, shall reap emptiness. He that soweth injustice shall reap emptiness. And the rod of his anger shall fail. That's important. God hates injustice particularly when it comes to the poor saved or not this fits right in with verse number seven every instance of injustice will be paid for every single one more and more in our world they don't get paid for and that's disheartening because you see people getting away with stuff that they really should never have been allowed to do in the first place, but they just get away with it. What goes around comes around, particularly when it comes to injustice on the poor. Verse 9. He that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he giveth of his bread to the poor. Verses like this cause me a problem, so we're just going to skip it, okay? We don't get to skip any Bible verses. We don't. Last night, my daughter took me downtown for my Father's Day present. We were right across the street from First United Methodist Church. In the window, there is a sign that is as big as this, visible from at least a block away. God loves everyone, so do we. And it was in rainbow colors. But God loves everybody, right? God loves everybody. He that hath a bountiful life shall be blessed, for he giveth those bread to the poor. Isn't that kind of being helpful? Isn't it kind of helpful? I, I know there's those verses about homosexuality, but yeah, we don't really focus on that because God loves everybody. The end result of this thought process is that God's going to let everybody to heaven. He has to, because He loves everybody. Don't matter what you do. Don't matter what the rest of the Bible says. God is love. That's the three words that everybody knows is in the Bible. But they magically don't know 
any of the rest of it. Because they don't want to know any of the rest of it. He that hath the bountiful life shall be blessed, for he giveth of his bread to the poor. That is just as true in what I teach as it is in what anybody else teaches. So how does it fit? I hope you know it by this point. We've talked about it so many times. How does it fit? Helping the poor is very important. It is very important. But never pay them to go away. This morning when we got here, a lady walked up to the car. I knew exactly what it was. Am I going to pay her to go away? Am I going to just ignore her? The only thought in my head, practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. So I decided, all right, I'm going to listen. I didn't have to say anything because she never stopped talking. For 10 minutes, she never stopped talking. I just stood there. Suddenly, she just turned around and walked off. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to say anything at all. But let's suppose she would have told me, I've got this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, which she did, but she said, can you help me? Or would she have said that? What would I have said? Your answer was good, by the way. Come in. We'll talk to you after the service. She wasn't going to do that. She actually said, well, I can go up to the corner of Panhandle and she's not going to waste the time in here. But let's suppose she had. Let's suppose she had sat through the service. I would talk about eight things with her. Say, hey, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? Would you like for me to help you as you begin trying to do this? Do this. Okay? People who are trying to not be poor will work to not be poor. People who are using the excuse of being poor will do just enough to keep you paying them to go away. They've learned that it works. And what's sad is churches are paying them to go away right and left. We just assume they're bad people. There are some genuinely poor people and we need to give of our bread to them. But we don't pay the prodigal to remain a prodigal. What's the difference? It's exactly the same with training a child in the way he should go. Train up a poor person the way he should go. Listen. Figure out what works. If they don't respond, try something else. If they walk away, there's nothing more you can do. But at that point, in my heart, I know I've done everything that I can. I know I have obeyed every proverb there is because I tried to help those who are legitimately in need, but I didn't just pay people to walk away. If we aren't going to spend time with them, call 211. If you don't know what 211 is, you need to write it down and keep it with you because it is the magic number for poor people. What is 211? It is the Florida helpline, which is actually around the country at this point, okay? 
It puts them in contact with every single charity there is except churches. Every single charity except churches they can get to on 211. Let's call them together and let's see what they have. But we're going to let the unsaved do what the Christians should do? What I'm going to say now is going to be shocking. But I believe it. God did not create churches to pay for the poor people. I submit to you, he created poor people to exercise the churches. But this idea that it's the church's job to get rid of holiness is nonsense. It's not in Scripture. True. Okay? Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. Which simply means if they don't want the, spit, the scriptural part of what you have, the spiritual part, the Jesus part, if they don't want that, then let them go to those people that are like them. That's what Jesus said. I didn't write it. Let the dead bury their dead. Those that we are called to help, that giveth of our bread to the poor, those people... <clears throat> Those people will reveal themselves in five minutes every time. Every time. Why? Because they want to hear what you're actually giving them. It's not just a $5 bill that's not going to last. They say, maybe this guy knows something I don't know. Most poor people do not want to learn. And I'm submitting to you, when we pay them to go away, we're keeping them from learning what they should learn. Support the Salvation Army. The Salvation Army, I don't agree with them doctrinally, but they know what they're doing when it comes to homeless people. If you have to give $5 every month to somebody, give it to people that know what they're doing. A good answer is, um, you know, I support such and such. Let's call them. It's a great answer. You've already supported that charity. Let's call them. They kind of owe me a favor, don't they? They don't want to hear it. They just want the cash. Salvation Army can tell who is real. They're good at it. I'm over time. Let's stop. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the privilege of seeing things and teaching things to people who want to learn. I pray that you will use it in our lives to guide us to keep us from problems. In Jesus' name, amen.